You are listening to the recording of a live show. Please do not call or text, as this is a recording, and lines are now closed. You're listening to the Voice of Islam Radio. Broadcasting on DAB and via the internet 24 hours a day. A'uz billahi minash shaitanir rajeem. Bismillahir rahmanir rahim. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Peace be upon you all. Welcome to another drive time show today, Tuesday, and it's a lovely weather outside and the rain has stopped here. <laughs> and the topics we will be speaking on today. The first hour we'll be speaking regarding rental markets, rising costs amidst property shortage. And the second hour we'll be speaking about teenage vaping and health hazards. Welcome, Sajil, to another Drive Time show with me today. How are you? Assalamu alaikum. Peace be upon you. Peace be upon uh, all of our listeners uh, as well. Yes, it's uh, it's going to be... I'm, I'm doing very well. Thank you for asking. <laughs> and uh, it's uh, like you mentioned... The rain has now stopped, and uh, if you if you compare the weather right now, uh, if you know, you just look outside the window right now and look at it where it was an hour, two hours ago. Yes, it was you know it's uh, it was pouring down it's before. Pouring down, it was pouring down. It was cats and dogs, literally. That's why I bought a new jacket. You can see that I bought a new jacket <laughs> just for the rain. Just for the rain. Uh, I mean, it's true. It, the weather at the moment is uh, is looking quite uh, quite grim, but uh, right now. Um, in this moment of time, uh, it, it, you know the sun is shining, and I saw. I think I saw a rainbow as well <laughs> on the way oh, wow. on the way um, coming as well to the studio. But yeah, like you mentioned, some interesting topics that we're going to be speaking about. Um, very very current, very topical, as you mentioned that we're going to be speaking about um, uh, about about vaping as well, especially teen vaping yes. and how it's uh, how it's uh, a, a a cause. For concern, it's a it's a health hazard, and th- there are other things you know which 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 teenagers and adolescents which they which they sort of do which they get used to which they are sometimes even forced into maybe it's peer pressure maybe they just want to fit in or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Th- there are a lot of different things, but uh, vaping is also a current thing. Uh, you know, something which uh, we, we, which we're going to be speaking a little bit about. Uh, a little bit later on towards the latter part of the show. And as you mentioned, yes. that we're going to be speaking about how at the moment, because of different things that have affected the, the economy as a whole, rising costs um, and also property shortages. Now, it's, 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 it, is, uh, it is, as I mentioned, it is quite current. These are very topical um, sort of uh, subjects that we're going to be speaking about. And uh, very, very pressing topics as well. So if you want to, you know, if you want to contribute to the show, if you want to get in touch with us, the number to call in, as always, is 0208-687-7878. You can also tweet us at Voice of Islam UK or leave us any comments on our Instagram page, which is also Voice of Islam UK. Today, we're actually asking a question on our Instagram page. Um, have you have you been impacted by the rising rents? So it's a simple yes or no, or you know, or if you simply don't rent, um, you don't rent. It doesn't affect you. But genuinely, has it affected you? Has it impacted you? 
um, the cost of living, the cost of uh, how the rents are, the you know the the, the mortgages, the rents, they they're rising, and it, you know just some statistics, uh, you know as we begin as well begin the show, the average rental in London hit a record five hundred and fifty three pounds a week last month, with almost thirty applicants competing for each property. Wow, 30, can you imagine that? That's you know, Sergil. Imagine when I came to the UK, yeah. the property was around for rental markets. It was around thousand, thousand one hundred for a three-bedroom house mm. at that time. Yeah. Now it has soared up to about sixteen to seventeen hundred. In summers, even to two thousand. Yeah, for a three-bedroom house. For a three-bedroom house, yeah. and it's not even semi-detached. Just a, uh, it's, it's just a normal. normal. It could be a flat as well. It could be a flat also. Yes, and they, the prices have rocketed mm. in the past few months especially in city itself near the city area or close to the city because you know the UDS has come into play and people don't want to travel that much with their diesel cars anymore they're taking transport and they're trying to find houses nearby where they're working exactly and that's why there's more competition now that's why so that's why the 30 people on one house because they want to be somewhere close to the area they're, the, they're working the interesting thing is as well is that there you know the there's a lack of new properties yes. which are you know which are coming into the market uh, in the capital as well but sometimes sometimes you you think and you feel as if you know there, there's always there's always new buildings being erected there's always new buildings being 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 constructed being built and then a lot of the times you see that uh, old buildings are being demolished and mm-hmm. the new buildings are being constructed there as well. But then, but then you also see that there's a shortage yes. in in houses, housing as well. So it is quite interesting as well. Um, the average rental price in in September exceeded the previous record of five hundred and forty nine pounds, uh, which is set in June. And according to the latest data from the estate agent Foxtons, with the flight of property sparking bidding wars, auditions. And landlords demanding six months to a year rent in advance. Can wow. you imagine that? So that's let's say if the can you imagine? Yeah, you should have a thousand pound of a monthly rent. It, it's it's way more than that nowadays. But hmm. you have to pay around twelve thousand pounds beforehand yeah. before you can even yeah, get the house before to live in. Exactly, exactly. Twelve thousand pound roughly if you're if, yeah. if you're paying one thousand so, a month. So so six months to a year. So landlords are you know they're saying that to any tenant. To potential tenants that you know, if you want to come to our property, if you want to rent this property, give us six months in advance, and uh, or you know sometimes even a year in advance. Okay, that's and the competition now, isn't it? It's the competition. I mean, I mean, they also see that if you can actually provide for six months or up to a year, yes, then you will be able to pay the rent every single month. Anyways, but still, six months to to to, to twelve months, that's that's quite a lot. Sometimes you know you would expect landlords to say, okay, fine, uh, pay the next month. Or the next two months. Two months. Normally, it's three months or two months yeah. in advance. So just, just to make sure that that person is going to pay the rent and he's yes. going to live there as well. Um, but still, but still, you if know, you're paying six months to a year already in advance, already obviously, in advance. and you, you, there's not a way to go out from that house after yeah. like three or four months, let's say, down the road. Literally, that's. I mean, that's that's what it is. And if you don't, if you don't pay, say if you miss one month or you, you know, you're you're not able to pay one month, they can say, okay, fine, that's it. Um, you know, we're going to give it to someone else. Someone else, and then there's a bailiff, all that is involved, all the government laws, yeah. whatever you say, with, with landlords, the and they will take you, kick you out from that apartment exactly. or, the, or the house. Exactly, exactly. Some other statistics um, for you as well. In, in England, private rental prices 
grew by 3.6% in the 12th month to September 2022. Now, and that was up uh, from 3.4% in the 12th month to August 2022 as well, representing the, the highest annual growth rate since June 2008. And in 2008, remember, that was when, you know, the financial, crisis, financial crisis, the recession was there. And uh, th- that was quite a, um, the economy was actually quite on a, on a very low yes. at that time. So it's this is the highest time, this is the highest growth, the annual growth since since that time as well. Um, so you can just imagine. Um, when London is, is excluded from England, private rental prices increased by 4% in the 12 months to September 2022. And this is up from an increase of 3.9% in August 2022 and the highest annual growth rate since the, uh, since the series began in 2006. So, you know... Pretty much the same as all. I mean, some people say that you know it's just in London, but it's actually everywhere. It's, it's other, it's other cities as well. Um, it's throughout the UK it's or th- England. It's throughout area. the UK, it's throughout the UK, it's throughout throughout England. Uh, you, you, sometimes you see that you know prices in London are, are, as you mentioned, they they they've soared up so much, they've skyrocketed. But then you see other neighbouring sort of cities, such as Birmingham. It's not too far. Birmingham as well. It's it's gone up there as well. Okay, fine. Manchester, um, Manchester, Bradford, all these places, um, is also you know gone up uh, there as well. Maybe not at the same rate exactly, but still the cost of living has definitely gone up, and also all of these uh, rental prices and everything. Yes, in Shajil, you know, it's, it's about supply and demand, right? Exactly. That there's yeah. more demand to supply, even with cars. Yeah. Nowadays. What, what, uh, even when I bought a car a couple of days back now I finally <laughs> got my car guys I got my car <laughs> yeah, that's good that's good that's good to know. so when I got my car I paid a thousand uh, or 1500 pound above market rate to mm. get that car mm. and even though I know that car is worth less than was less than that but you had to isn't it because, I had to because you, you, you just had to buy it isn't you it? had to buy because the, the, su- the supply isn't there but the demand is still there the demand is still there and for, especially for hybrid cars okay I got a hybrid Toyota Prius <laughs> and and the, especially for that market, the prices have skyrocketed, mm. and whether car was worth, in my opinion, five thousand to four thousand pound, yeah, it's now at seven thousand, eight thousand pound, and I was, I was, I was in in a shock when I was like, okay, I've paid so much money for a, a car which was worth four to five thousand pound at that uh, in twenty nineteen mm. or even in twenty twenty mm. when COVID hit. Remember that time when the prices just went down, yeah, and even petrol at that time uh, it was at ninety nine p. And now you see petrol is a one sixty one. Yeah. It obviously as That's inflation happens or prices rise, and that it affects every single aspect um, aspect or every single um, what's it called area. So it could be your petrol, electricity, your gas, your rental, what you name it, even your groceries now. Yeah, they that's have true. That's the true. prices for the groceries have um, what's called. Um, I think it was a pound for a milk, a uh, two pint is it normally like mm. two liter something. For one pound before, and now it's about one twenty or something. Mm. Well, I don't go buy it, but I just get it, I just get it online delivered to my house. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing, isn't it? Everything, everything has uh, has gone up, and uh, um, it, it is, as we say, it is a very difficult sort of uh, you know situation. It's that really we, difficult especially for, especially for the working class, isn't it? Yes, especially for the especially for class. the youngsters who are just joining. Or going getting into, into the workforce, workforce, as well. or exactly. trying to get or to buy a property. Also, it's been difficult for them. Let's uh, let's uh, let's continue this conversation on further with uh, with our guest as yes. well, who's on the line with us. 
Ruth Jacob, who is a policy and parliamentary affairs manager for Charity Crisis. And her work is focused on developing the policy solutions that will help to end homelessness and influencing the government to make those policy changes as well. Hopefully, peace be upon you. Good afternoon and welcome to the show. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for, for joining us this afternoon. Now, uh, to begin with, for the for the benefit of our listeners, what what is crisis, and what does uh, or what do you do to to, to actually help uh, people who, who who need your expertise? Yeah, so crisis is a national charity for people who are at risk of or experiencing homelessness. Uh, we provide help for people so they can rebuild their lives and, and they're supported to move out of homelessness for good. So that can include, for example, one-to-one support and advice to help people uh, find a home in the private rented sector, mm-hmm. um, to help people find a job, uh, to help people maybe get on a course, like um, maybe get into like a license so they can work in construction, mm-hmm. um, and all the kind of things that people need mm-hmm. um, to help them to move out of homelessness. Now uh, we'll, we'll come we'll come back to this uh, in just a bit as well, and I'm going to ask you about how COVID has affected the housing situation as well. But over the past few years, have you seen an increase uh, in people you know, uh, approaching yourselves, your, your charity as well? Yeah, unfortunately we have. Um, between, as you said, the issues from the pandemic and now the issues with the cost of living crisis, we're sadly seeing increasing numbers of people who need help from our services, often because their bills and their costs have just increased beyond what they can afford. Um, and that's particularly the case for rents um, because the support that people can get with housing through housing benefit just doesn't match up to actual rent prices anymore. Mm. Now, also, you know, coming to coming to uh, the, the whole COVID pandemic, how has this affected the housing situation, uh, people? As well? I mean, have you also seen more people because of this pandemic? Yeah, so at the start of the pandemic, we saw, we really saw people, more people being forced into rough sleeping because mm. people who would normally kind of be kind of hidden homelessness really, maybe sofa surfing, um, staying in kind of temporary arrangements from different friends and um, places. Those kind of arrangements often broke down at the beginning of the pandemic because of the lockdowns and the risks. So we saw a lot more people forced into rough sleeping. But what we also saw during the pandemic was the government actually really recognizing that that a home is so important for people, it's so important for people's health. Um, mm-hmm. and they actually took really strong actions to to provide accommodation and support for people that were sleeping rough during the pandemic and to stop people from losing their homes. Thank you. But we're now kind of seeing those those protections kind of fade away as we've moved further out of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, Reece, uh, m- myself, I also rent with my parents and the market has gone quite high up now in in rental prices. When I was, we, was, I was, we were paying 1,000 to 1,100, now we're paying about 15 to 1,600 pounds. Um, this uh, the monthly rent. So, you know, um, in your opinion, what does the government need to do in order to find solution to these problems? Yeah, absolutely. We've seen massive increases in rent since the pandemic. Yes. Um, and the support that people on low incomes can get to help cover their rent just hasn't kept pace with that at the moment. Housing benefit is is frozen and it's based on 2019 rent levels mm-hmm. when as you said we've seen people facing hundreds of pounds more per month um for their rent so what we really need to see the government doing is actually investing in housing benefits so that it covers the true cost of rent mm-hmm. it's something that they did at the start of the pandemic but because of the way rents have increased since then it just hasn't kept pace 
Okay, you know, um, also for the uh, char- tr- crisis charity, how is crisis charity funded, and how um, do you, d- does crisis um, use those funds also? Yeah, so crisis funded almost entirely through donations um, from people, um, mm-hmm. and we really obviously appreciate that the cost of living crisis is making things incredibly difficult for people. But we we've, we've never needed people's donations more. Kind of winter approaches, and more people are at risk of homelessness. Um, yes. And people, with the way that we, we spend our money really carefully, um, and all of that money goes towards ending people's homelessness, whether that's directly through finding someone a home, um, or whether it's through research to find wider solutions to homelessness mm-hmm. and campaigning for those changes that will end homelessness for good. Yeah, a question just came in my mind also, you know, mm-hmm. regarding homeless people, those who are um, on the streets and mm-hmm. Is there a way that crisis is helping them also out, or is it just those who are um, in was in a housing um, crisis and they won't have a next house in the next couple of months? Crisis helps only those people out. No, we help people um, in all of those situations. So people mm-hmm. who are currently in a house but they're at risk of, of losing it, but also people who are rough sleeping. So, and we do that particularly. We do that year round, but we also do that even more over Christmas. We open additional services mm-hmm. to provide people with safe places day with someone to talk to and crucially linking into that advice so that people can can move out of rough sleeping and, and we help them find somewhere to stay and and hopefully a long-term place to stay okay well and you know for the listeners can you tell um, the listeners where they can go and find out more about your charity yeah absolutely um, you can find out more about crisis on our website so that's crisis.org.uk um, or you can follow us on social media we post lots of updates on Twitter and Instagram about kind of the campaigns that we're running, fundraising we're doing and sharing some of those stories of the people that we've supported to move out of homelessness. Okay. Thank you so much, Ruth, for joining us today on the Drive Time Show and hopefully the listeners have learned something new. Even I've learned quite a lot today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you. Have a nice. So this was Ruth Jacob who works with a charity called Crisis and mm. she's helping out um in not just homeless people or this everyone who are facing um, f- housing crisis mm. in any way or as or any way or form, and this charity, you know, it's 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 a great thing, you know, for people who are at uh, what's called uh, at a stage where they're about to lose mm. somewhere where they're staying and they're calling their house, even though it's not their own, but they when you live in something, you think it's yours and you decorate it the way you want it and you paint it you make the house into a home isn't uh, you it? make it you, you make a building or a house into a home that's mm. correct that's the correct way of saying it you know, you know sometimes you know you know i've spoken to a lot of people as well and they say that they've been living in a particular place or in a particular house uh for 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 you know over decades yes now, even right? i've been living in the same house even this rented uh yeah. 12 years now 12 years that's over a decade yes now and then and then and then because of the cost of living, uh, you know, is increasing, has gone up. The 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 landlord, are, you know, sort of sometimes it's by force. Sometimes it's, you know, regrettably that, you know, the tenant has been living there for so long yes. that they have to they have to raise the prices. They have to raise the rents. And the rent was maybe the same for, you know, seven, eight years. And then all of a sudden, now that, the, you know, sometimes, you know, the rent pay, is a hundred pounds more, just like you know, just like you were mentioning as well. Yes. And sometimes the the tenants they cannot pay that one, and then they have to they have to kick them out. They have to you know tell them that you know they have to 
That's um, because because the landlords exactly. have someone already available to rent you can it pay out. That. Who you can, can pay that? Who can pay that? And if you're living there, it doesn't matter if you're living there for twenty years. Yeah, but if that's you the can't sad pay thing, it, isn't it? That's, that's the, the sad, sad thing. thing. And that's what you were mentioning as well. That sometimes when you make a house into your home, you decorate it, you have an attachment to that one, you get used to living in that particular place, and then you've been living there for so long, and then all of a sudden, you know, because you can't pay that extra rent, yes. You get told that you know this is this is your last month. You have it's, to you have to leave. It's scary. You get to notice when That's even it. if I if I put my well, if I if I go into the same shoes because we are mm. renting also. Yeah. When our ra- rent was raised a um, couple of months back. Yeah. I was I was like okay, but we had a contract with them for yeah. for that X amount for, for that for that long yeah. And then suddenly, why is this X amount being changed to this amount now? And mm. then obviously. And slowly, slowly, I start reading, writing. Of course, inflation happened, mm. crisis around us is happening. So everyone is, you know, trying to save themselves. Trying also, to save this, themselves as well. But if the it? gas prices are going up, so the, that means even in the landlord's house, the prices have gone up. Mm. So if if he was paying for gas or an electricity of hundred pound, now he might be paying hundred fifty to two hundred pound mm. extra. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So he has to pay, he has to get it from somewhere else because that's a business for him. That's renting out. That's a business yeah, for him that's or the her. Thing. That's the thing. That's the thing. And so, and also, you know, sometimes uh, when when all of these things are going up, then you see that you know, when speaking to Ruth as well, that on a government level, something needs to be done. Yes. Because if you say if you say that the cost of living has gone up, mm-hmm. but then you say that because those people that are working, uh, you know, those people are in the working class sector, yes. they, they 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 if they're getting minimum wage, that hasn't gone up. Yes. The same amount. So if that goes up the you know the same amount, then uh, then if they can make ends meet from that minimum wage, yes. then yes, fine. I mean, if they can do the like, you know the minimum, but if they're not even reaching that bare minimum, if they're not even reaching, if they're having to choose between, am I going to turn the turn the heating on, or am I going to have a meal? Mm-hmm. You know, am I going to have dinner tonight? Am I going to you know have lunch tomorrow? If they if they if they're having if they're forced to choose these things, yes. then something definitely has to be done on a government level. Yeah, I think you know what should be, uh, what, what they should have done. The government, for example, mm. if it's a one, bed, one bedroom house, there should be a price range, right? Mm. So if it's this quality house, it should be this amount of uh, that's a rent market for this. Mm. And if it's like a normal, uh, not not great build, uh, this amount should be in two mm. bedroom, three bedroom, and they should have stages. Mm. If it's if you categorize it in that stage, that's the cap of it. And that's the cap of the higher quality ones, because mm. obviously, because even in rental markets, you have different kinds of houses. Yeah, you of have course, you of have course. mansions people renting out. You have I was called penthouses mm. which people rent out. And those which go into fifth, uh, five, six, but ten thousand pounds a month. Then, then sometimes, sometimes you can you can say as well that if you know if there's a two bedroom house, yes, in let's just say near in zone one. This is talking about London. Okay. If you're talking about zone one. If there's a two-bedroom house in zone one, mm-hmm. that to rent that out, that will be more expensive than a four-bedroom house in zone four. Yes, obviously. that's the thing, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> and then, and then you wonder, just because I'm in the city, just because I'm in the in zone one, or I'm very close to the capital, or you know, I'm in the capital anyway, but I'm very close to the central, you know, central London. Mm-hmm. A smaller house can be worth double than someone who's living in the suburbs. Suburbs, area. isn't it? So then, but then, but then you have to pick and choose, isn't it? Then you have to pick and choose, and then, and then, and then you realize how how expensive it actually is. This whole this whole game, how expensive this is. Mm-hmm. 
But then, but then you you know you, the the thing is is that sometimes you see that the people who are in charge, the policy makers, the people who are uh, you know you know sitting on the desks and they're making all these policies and everything. Yes. And they're in charge of all of these things. They've they, this doesn't affect them in the in the least. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even affect them. You know, somebody you know somebody asked. I think it was Boris Johnson when he was prime minister. Okay. That how how much is a is a loaf of bread? And he, he didn't know. He didn't know how much a loaf of bread was because I don't know. Maybe he was joking or maybe he wasn't joking. But still, you know, a loaf of bread it, for, for some people they don't need to buy groceries. They don't need to go out and do the shopping. It gets provided it, it, for it them. It gets provided for them. Everything is everything is is done for them. And for, for you know, for the people that's what I'm trying to say, those people who are at the top, the upper echelon, or you know, the people who are at the top, they they don't need to worry about these things. It's the working class people. That are being affected yes. the most. Even you know, for, for example, if if because uh, uh, this topic was really close to me also, record rental market I'm yeah. renting out, and <clears throat> what we do is at home is we have a set budget for every single thing. So for example, right. for our groceries, what we do is we set a budget aside each week, so that it could be if if we have guests over, that's different. That's that, that's an, another Obviously budget that's area. A, that's a, yeah. But for your normal day to day use, yeah. It's about let's say um, hundred to hundred fifty pound mm. a weekly groceries yeah. for a grocery for four people, and that's being uh, we set aside beforehand. And after that, uh, each week, if if you use up one hundred fifty, it's uh, it's okay. If you use fifty pound or hundred pound or even less than that, that's also fine. And that we'd save that for the next week, mm. and then it goes to it, the next. It, it goes. It goes. Yeah. The basically the pot um, of money money of pot is building up also at the same you're saving also at the same time mm. and you're also spending it from for your groceries from that very pot also yeah, yeah. instead of okay using okay okay I've earned x amount of money okay let's go shopping and do all that mm. and even though you don't need those stuff but you're like okay no, but i'm here already i might as well spend now mm. so what we've done is we said okay we have let's say my mom's account right we, my dad sends money into that account and we keep it aside and when he when they go for shopping, they use that money instead of using the actual uh, joint account they have. Hmm. They have a separate account. And they use that. Okay. Yeah, a lot of people uh, do that as well. I know someone who who does a similar thing for for holidays. Yeah. <laughs> so right. So every, so he told me that that every every month he puts he puts uh, about a hundred or two hundred pounds every month. Yes. Uh, to to that specific pot, right? Yes. Uh, or that specific uh, whatever. And then you know, over the course of a few months, then he can have a thousand, sometimes even you know, two thousand pounds. However much he's saved, mm-hmm. however much he's put in, um, because there's no, there's no, there's no maximum amount you can put in, isn't it? Yes. The minimum, if you say, okay, I'm going to put minimum a hundred pounds a month, you're still getting twelve hundred pounds a year. Yes. So if you want to go on holiday, you, you kind of can. If 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 you, if you know, it depends who's going. Yes. But uh, depends on how many people are going and how long for. But you still can do something, isn't it? So it's it's a similar thing as well. I mean, whatever money you put aside, um, and you use it for the right things. Yes. Then you can you know you can save at the same time. You can use that money for the right places, and your and one good thing about that as well is that you're not going to waste money on on other things, Obviously, isn't it? Yes. And that's a very good thing as well. That's the thing. That's that's what that's the thing I like about you know if you have different accounts because nowadays it's cashes. I haven't no seen one, cash. No one really has no, cash. No one has really has cash, cash anymore. Money, it's yeah. all about um, the car transactions, transactions and everything. Yeah. everything. Okay, so you've seen two phones, one where the money came in and the other phone, okay, where, where the money yeah, is going into. You don't see into. the money. You, you don't, don't see, see the money. It goes from one click to the other click. It goes, it's over there already. <laughs> but then but then the thing about that as well is that there's no, there's no, 
there's no essence there's no there's no what you call it um you know when you have money in your hand yes that feeling is different than say if you have 50 pound note mm-hmm. right if you have a 50 pound note in your hand you're going to worth that much more than 50 pounds in your, in in your, your account. bank account you know if you have a 50 pound note especially you're going to save that you're going to save you're gonna say, you, you don't want to break it you're not breaking you, you, because no one likes change right no Lose one likes change, change especially yeah and then you're it's like okay it's, this is 3 pound Uh, do I really yeah. need to break the 50 Literally. pound note for a 3 pound for something three pound, yeah. so, uh, I don't need it yeah. I'll use it somewhere But if else. it's on your account you're just going to tap it tap and it. then that's no, no, it this is the worst thing also right uh, you uh, have one click tap and that's it that's it the payment goes and you know this is why this is why things which are more expensive mm-hmm. right and that's why you know they if, if if you have to pay by card that that feeling is much different because if you if you spend a hundred pounds on your card and if you spend you know if you if you actually have a hundred pound uh you know in notes or in cash if you spend that it's a is it is a different feeling yeah. it's a different feeling so what what we were saying going back to what you we were saying before <laughs> i think we're going a bit off track also here a, a, bit, a, a bit of a tangent <laughs> as well but still um talking about talking about saving money and talking about the pots that you were mentioning and how you can you know you can use your money to where you actually need the money to be used as well is you know it's it's quite important and very you know some so it's a it's a good tip it's a yes. good tip so let's go back to our topic which is about rental markets and the reasons of raising rents in and UK especially there is a housing crisis in the UK because not enough of homes have been built by success um, successful governments in the past few decades at a time where social housing stock has been sold off to the private sector through right to buy or demolished or not replaced the conservative government has previously targeted 300,000 new homes in England a 2019 manifesto co- commitment but is is yet to hit the mark in 2020-2021 new homes were supplied down from 243,000 in 2019 and 2020 largely down to the impact of covid obviously people were not working at, uh, as much at that time so that that's why their housing built mm. went down also the raising uh, the rising ra- rents and lack of properties mean tenants are staying put rather than moving to a property where they would pay more rent zupla found tenants are staying mm. in rental properties for an extra 5 months in mm. 2022 compared to 5 years ago obviously yeah. what happens even for us if even if even we're thinking of moving before the rents have gone so high up now that we say okay we're going to stay here for now and let's see where the market goes and then we move from there onwards yeah The Holy Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam stated a generous one is near to Allah near to people near to paradise and further away from hell but the miser is further from Allah further from people further from paradise and near to hell indeed a an ignorant one who is generous is dear to Allah than worshipper who is miserly hmm. some some golden some golden principles but uh, the holy prophet well. sallallahu alaihi just say even if you're a believer and you're still stingy and you like okay i if you're not doing what is uh, as islamic let's say hmm. and you're further away from allah the mighty than a one who's not not uh, who's not a believer but he he's is still, still generous he's, he's generous spending, he's, he's still, still spending, helping yeah. out he's still thinking about something right 
So that's he's more closer to God than the one who is a believer and he's miser. We'll, we'll speak a little, we'll, you know, talk a little bit more about this um, a little bit, uh, you know, later on as well. But let's uh, let's get our next guest who's on the line with us, Maliha Tariq, who is an advisor and caseworker for Citizens Advice East End. Peace be upon you. Good afternoon and welcome to the show, Maliha. Assalamu alaikum. for having me on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. What does Citizens Advice uh, help with? Um, okay, so we're a national charity that um, can help with a lot of issues, including housing. Mm-hmm. Um, we also help with employment, benefits, um, immigration as well. But um, yeah, we like I said, we're a national charity. Um, we have various issues, so people can ring up whatever um, issue they have, and um, we can see how um, how they can help. So t- we're talking about um, sort of uh, housing crisis and the cost of living going up, especially the cost of r- um, the rising costs of uh, of properties and renting that out. Are the majority of the calls that you receive uh, about house- housing crisis in the UK, or is it about something else? Um, so I think ever since um, the housing crisis has started, um, a lot of the calls that we are getting are about the housing crisis. Mm. where people are not able to afford their rent and because of that they've either been asked to move out by their landlords or they're just not simply not paying their rent and withholding their rent so mm. and obviously that can have a lot of um, impact in the future for them so yeah a lot of the clients that we have either they've been made homeless and they simply don't know where to go or they're not able to pay their rent they're struggling despite even being on benefits they're still struggling Mm. so um, yeah they ring us up to ask how we can help what else we can do for them so so when they do when they do ring you up maybe their their situation is that they they cannot pay the rent or you know just like you mentioned that they're on socials they're on benefits as well but they still it's difficult for them to make ends meet also maybe they they could be they could be homeless as well so with all of these different cases, what, 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 how do you advise them? What, what do you sort of tell them that you know this is what you can do? These are the op- these are your options, yeah. and uh, what, 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 tell us a little bit about that. So um, the main thing that we first advise them, obviously, is not to panic, and that we are here to help them, and we'll try our best to help them. Hmm. Um, the first thing that we obviously look at is whether or not they're receiving any any benefits, whether or not they're eligible for any benefits. Mm-hmm. Um, if they to do that, we um, do like a quick benefit calculation for them to see what comes up, and then we can advise them depending on that. If we find that they are receiving the correct benefits, but they're still having issues with their rent, mm-hmm. we can put them in touch with their local councils, um, or we can fill out what's called um, discretionary housing payment. That is um, something that the council offers to help specifically with rent. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can either do this um, depending on whatever council you, you're staying at you can um, do it online it's mainly online applications and we can assist with that so we submit the application on the client's behalf and the council will then contact the client to see whether they've been successful or not Okay, let's say for example if the client situation does not have a solution so what would be the next step for him or her? So if I speak about East End where I'm based mm-hmm. at, we're, um, we cover three boroughs. We cover Newham, Hackney and Tower Hamlets. And within East End we have um, a few different things that we can do. Um, firstly, we have in-house solicitors who um, assist us with mainly legal issues. So 
So if we find that the client issue is not something that as advisors we're able to deal with, mm -hmm. we then get advice from our solicitors to see whether or not they can deal with it. Then we'll book the appointments with the solicitors and um, they'll then talk to the clients. Um, if the solicitors are not able to deal with it, we'll then signpost the client out to housing charities such as um, the lady who came on before or um, charities such as Shelter. Um, and they can also assist the client with, for example, if they're um, if they're homeless and they've got nowhere to go, or um, if they need help with filling out any applications, the um, the charities can mm -hmm. do that. Thank you so much. And you know, for example, the calls you receive, and is there a trend between your clients that they when they call, is it regarding um, they speak more about uh, how they've been affected by the housing crisis, or is it they're looking for a solution, or they just want to talk to someone also? just to see where it leads them? Um, I think that uh, from what we've looked at, there's not really a trend. Um, I think you also mentioned earlier that, yes. um, for example, when there's a situation where one day you're staying in a property and the next day the landlord comes and says, okay, I need the property back, you need to leave within two months. Yes. So that doesn't affect like elder, elderly people or it doesn't affect youngsters um, respectively. It affects all groups of people. Okay. Some people are with young families, some people are single, so um, it really just affects everyone at the moment. There's not a trend that we've seen that's mostly just elderly or, or young people. Mm -hmm. Let's say, for example, uh, just cause some something came in my mind just now. Uh, yeah. For example, someone calls you and it says, "Okay, I'm able to pay the rent, but the the um, landlord he's not working on the property. Let's say the garden fence is broken, and yeah. but I still pay." X amount of money he's asking, but he's not fixing that situation. What does Citizen um, Advice Bureau help, or um, do they say, okay, that's your uh, own problem with the landlord, and you have to deal with him regarding this? Yeah. So first, we check um, what the client has done to actually speak to the landlord. Whether mm -hmm. um, this is through phone calls, emails, um, WhatsApp messages. These are all evidence that if they have the evidence on the phone, yes, um, then we can take that and. Um, we would then write to the landlord ourselves to say, look, our client has come in, they've got this issue, so please can you try and sort it out between you yourselves mm -hmm. and do like a, something like mediation between you two where you don't have to go to court because then we can get court costs and, and all that and it's a lot of money. Okay. So if they then come back and say, okay, the landlord still hasn't done what we've asked, then like I said, we'd book them in to, to receive some legal advice from either our solicitors or um, external solicitors. But if, if we don't have um, capacity, then external solicitors who can help. Okay. And how can um, the audience who are listening especially, uh, how can people um, contact the citizens' advice if they need help? So um, we've got a website. Um, which is citizensadvice.org.uk. Mm -hmm. um, if you go on there, we have different sections like um, a housing section, benefits, employment. You can see, um, you can select different sections and see if we can answer your query through the website. Okay. Um, if we're not able to do that through the website, um, there is a small space where you can enter your postcode and find your local citizens' advice and give them a call. Okay. Um, if they're not able to book you in, we can always advise over the phone what to do. Mm -hmm. um, and we also have uh, social media, Twitter and Instagram as well, which you can um, ask post questions and ask questions to um, the admin team who will then pass it on to us as well. Okay, and how long does, does the admin team to respond to those questions which are asked through social media? Um, I th it depends on, obviously, who the, who the team are, but at East End we have a team of about 
five or six people okay. who are constantly checking the social medias. Um, I receive referrals from them to say, look, can you just quickly contact this client? They've, they've put a message out on, on Twitter and they need help. So whoever the advisor is will just take their number, give a quick assessment and then book them in if they need to be seen. Perfect. Thank you so much, Maliha, for telling us regarding how citizen advice works in East End and throughout the UK. No problem. Jazakallah for having me on the show. So this was Maliha Tariq, who is an advisor and a caseworker for Citizens Advice East End. Mm. It was, you know, one thing I always wanted to find out, you know, does the landlord have to just, he just takes the money or does he actually need to work on the property also while you're renting? Mm. So clearly, as Maliha has said, they, if, if you can't sort out something amongst yourself, Citizen Advice will help you out. And this is also for the listeners who are listening on the radio right now, mm. that if you ever need help, Citizen Advice are here to help you. And this thing where you think that when you rent out, it's your house, you, you, work, you look after it, even if the building has cracks or broken windows, right? You have mm. to um, get them replaced you, um, from your own pocket, even though you don't own the building. Mm. So that's, that's really that's great. Th- th- that's, that's true, because sometimes yes. you see that people complain that you know the, the boiler has stopped working yes or something you know just like you mentioned there's a crack in the window or there's a crack in the in the wall or whatever it could be yes. anything isn't it but it's not if you break the window <laughs> remember this, <laughs> yeah, if you yeah. break the window yourself you have to replace I it i mean also. that's a different thing that's a yes. different thing isn't it but if it's you know if it's if you you know if the tile has broken down the tiles in the bathroom or something else if the boiler is not working these are things which uh, you know which 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 the per- person who owns the property yes. the landlord has to be able to fix it's his property isn't it at Indeed. the end of the day it is his property it's his, that's his pr- possession that's his possession right and then if he is lending that out then they should that should be at, at his best quality isn't it yes so if something goes wrong then they should be able to fix it but you know uh, hopefully there aren't any cases like this but I do see um, there there are a lot of people who you know sometimes they, they yes. complain that this has happened that has happened but the landlord is taking ages he's taking forever to to fix this problem uh, or sometimes they're having to pay for it for from their own pocket and the landlord doesn't do anything he doesn't literally he just doesn't do anything to the property yes so it's uh, sometimes it is a difficult difficult situation that people are, are actually in but like you mentioned if there are people who are facing these difficulties they mm-hmm. can contact um, citizens uh, citizens advice and also there's other charities as well Yes. And other you know departments even um, crisis uh, they are helping exactly. help also to help out with these sort of problems mm-hmm. uh, as well so that's what you know yeah. that's why I asked Maliha um, Tariq regarding these questions because yeah. there were uh, I think the listeners wanted to know these questions even I wanted to know these questions yeah. if for example if, well uh, I think uh, regarding fence right I said if for example the fence is broken yeah what what would who fixes it? Who fixes uh, it? Right. So obviously it's it's both parties working with a third party and sorting on a solution. If, mm. for example, the renter has broken that fence, obviously then it's it's on the, on the rent renter to fix it. Yeah. If, for example, if the wind because of you know high winds, rain, and then it collapsed out of that, then it was a weak structure from start. Mm. That's on the landlord then to get it fixed. Mm. Yeah, so so there are different things, um, you know, to be there are different aspects which, which have aspects to be which, which which we have to see and and see what happens um, according to those individual cases. Exactly, exactly. Now the, there was a you know the solution to one of these uh, to one of these things. Uh, I mean, 
the this problem as i'm you know as we're talking about mm-hmm. um financially right one of the main things that that islam teaches is in fact it's one of the pillars of islam as well is that islam encourages muslims to pay a zakat yes and that i mean it mentions in the holy quran in chapter 9 verse 103 take arms out of their wealth so that you may cleanse them and purify them thereby so zakat is zakat is the is the most effective means not only of ending poverty mm-hmm. and want in the society but is the best course of improving the moral conditions of the of the nation of, as as well and uh, you know it is is one of those things which uh, which provides the solution because it has been taken from the wealthy and given back to the poor, given back to the poor mm-hmm. it makes sure zakat basically makes sure that the 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 financial uh, sort of the financial sort of uh, um is stable yes financially the, you know the 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 country or the nation or the or, or the whole world essentially is on a stable level mm-hmm. it doesn't fluctuate uh, too much the the money always gets circulated you know money gets circulated from the rich person to the poor person and then you know all the way around so money gets distributed distribution is 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 important is key and uh, sometimes we see that the rich people they hold on to the money and because they don't pay any sort of taxes or they get ta- tax cuts mm-hmm. or you know they 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 get uh, they get uh, you know the a free a free month or whatever they get all of these cuts coming in that they don't have to pay the taxes or they don't have to contribute in this way and uh, they they the and then the working class they have to pay the taxes so it's uh, you know the money gets taken out sort of gets squeezed out of the working class but yes. then the the you know the the affluent people the people who are working you know not even as much as the the working class people but they are earning you know more than 10 or 100 times more than those people they don't even have to pay that much yes, even for example There's a tax when we pay. It's mm. it's it's a quite big chunk from our incomes. Mm. And even my father, he let's say he if he's earning X amount of money, thirty to forty percent that goes straight into taxes. Yeah. Doesn't matter what kind of tax, but there are taxes which have yeah. to be paid. Which have month. to be paid. I was like, well, it could be a council tax, could be whatever. Well, whatever you, it is, you can it? think of HMRC taxes. They have their own taxes also, which they pay. And um, I was surprised. Because when I see the statements coming through, right, the income is X amount, and an X and quite a substantial amount um, goes up to taxes each mm. month also. Yeah. And I was when I asked my father, yeah, that's normal. If yeah. I'm paying, if I'm earning such a um, X amount of money, that this and they take um, after year they do a calculation, whatever they do, and then you have to submit your assessments to the HMRC and then. They will evaluate, and you have to pay such an amount back to them. And I'm surprised there are such high numbers sometimes. Hmm. I'm like, did you even earn this much? Much yeah. because when I ask when I ask for a new phone, and it's like, okay, wait. Now obviously now I've graduated um, my university. Now I'm like, okay, I don't need my new phone right <laughs> now myself because I know it goes out <laughs> for my own pocket before so my yeah. dad's money, right? Yeah. Um, I ask my dad, and that's like, okay, let's wait for a bit. I'll I'll buy you another one. But since I have to pay for my own phone and everything, like okay, now nah, my old phone is still you, fine. You it works. It? It's still working. It's it's working fine. It's the same thing when it comes to when it comes to food as well. Yes. So when 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 you're when you're young when you're living with your parents, 
and you don't have to actually go out and buy the food from the supermarket yourself, yes, then you don't realize uh, how much it costs. How much it actually costs, isn't it? And then so, some, you know, sometimes you just you take food for granted sometimes. Yes. And then you know your your you know dinner time comes or food time comes and you have the meal and uh, there's something that you don't want and you just don't have it or you don't just throw it in the bin or or you just simply just put it aside. But then but then when you actually you know you grow up you start earning and you you sort of uh, you know make ends meet you you, you have your own house yes. sort of and you you know you 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 buy you go outside you buy the food you buy the groceries you do the cooking as yes. well sometimes if you can and then you and then when you eat that food you don't you don't want to waste it because you, you know how much it costs it. isn't it even when i was young right i used to take walking mileage for my parents yeah. because i used to walk, walk sometimes if let's say they forgot to get the vegetables yeah so, okay Saad, can you go grab it from tesco's or iceland or Lidl's? yeah and i said okay they they used to give me my mom used to give me like let's say 10 pound and when i used to come back and i'd never give her any money back and but even if she okay so I, I think it costs about three three or four pound Rest of it, six or seven pound. Yeah, that's my walk, uh, walking mileage fee. <laughs> my, my mom was like, okay, that's fine, keep it. You know, because you're yeah. young, you're just like, yeah. okay, that's fine, keep it. Yeah. And now I'm like, seven, eight pound. I was a quite a big, big number. Mm. Even if I, if I'm thinking, when, I, when my children were asking me, uh, when I asked them, can you go and grab something from there? Then that, there's no walking mileage fee straight away. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give them the X amount of money. Okay, there's three pound, you go four pound, just get yourself a chocolate on the way back. Yeah. That's I mean, <laughs> that's when you realize, isn't it? Yeah, when you realize, when you when you grow up, you actually realize, okay, that these inflations or even this is really um, affecting us, hmm. and especially for the past, um, from COVID onwards, the prices have fluctuated so much hmm. that it's becoming scary sometimes, even for myself. When I think about it, when you pay for petrol and rent, electricity, gas. Water, mm. all of these things, isn't it? even your car insurance, car insurance, all of these as well. car insurance, road have tax, road and tax. They have risen so much in the past couple of months or, or even years that it's scary that to think if a working class, what one day they can't afford it anymore. Mm. What will happen then? Mm. That's the big question mark. What will happen at that time? The uh, rent crisis, housing crisis, you whatever people. Uh, Everyone's talking about it nowadays. Mm. What will happen with these crises? School uniform crisis, school crisis. You have electricity crisis, which or gas crisis, mm. petrol crisis. You Cut, power cuts as power well. cuts, which be, yeah. which might be coming up which also. Come, yeah. From December onwards, it's it's scary yeah, sometimes. It's scary, isn't it? Yeah. So when you never imagined uh, in the UK we might have power cuts, they, these crises will are eventually now in our heads. Mm. These might this might be happening. Mm, so exactly. all these crises, we have to think about what has to be done next. What has so to be done next, definitely. That's the thing I wanted to also get out to the listeners. If you have anything um, to say or tell us, you can always tweet us on Voice of Islam UK. You can call us on 0208-687878. And you can visit our website www.voiceofislam.co.uk and through that, you can also uh, tell us your ideas. What can be done next regarding the rental crisis? What can be done next but, uh, about any crisis? Mm. And all the listeners today are hopefully they they were able to learn something from the first hour. Um, just now, we we be back regarding teen um, vaping also, mm. Mm. and we were speaking about this. And Sajil, if you have anything else to say, 
regarding this? Yeah, I mean, the there was a question that was put um, to His Holiness, the the fourth caliph of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, mm-hmm. uh, may Allah have mercy on him, uh, about this as well. And he said that the fundamental principle that can be understood to apply in this capitalist system is that money gives birth to children. That is, it it, it creates money directly in itself. It is believed to be that 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 quality. Now, Islam refuses to accept this notion. The Holy Prophet of Islam, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, one asked once was asked uh, the question of someone who had inquired him about interest. Does your money give birth to children? In other words, if you keep it idle, will it produce by will it reproduce by itself? Of course, the you know the answer was no. From this, we see that Islam considers money to be an inherent factor in an economy. Mm-hmm. A factor indeed, but an, uh, 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 an inner factor which can play both positive and negative roles depending on who is utilizing that money. So human values must be wedded to money before it produces any sort of uh, any results. And if if those human values are negative values and if irresponsible people get hold of money, that money would be wasted and the whole capital would be sunk into nothingness. In other, in, in other cases, if the, u- if the users or usurpers of that money are clever enough to put, it some, to put it some advantage in the economy, then they will gain from it. But the gain of the person who channels this money into the banks, etc., will be a limited gain and a fixed gain as well. So this is what we, you know, this is what we was showing as well. This extract actually shows how to invest money wisely, and uh, you know, not to be selfish as well. Keeping the money. This is why we spoke about zakat. How zakat being one of the five pillars of Islam and how yes. it contributes, gives back to society, and how it circulates uh, the money as well. Make sure that the financial state is actually in balance, in check, and uh, not just one group of people are holding on to the majority part, major part of the money and the, 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 the lower class actually struggling as well. Yes. So that's something, this actually draws a conclusion to the first part of the show. Join us after the news break where we will come back and we will talk about our second topic which is about teen vaping. Join us after the break. Peace be upon you. You are listening to the recording of a live show. Please do not call or text as this is a recording and lines are now closed. You're listening to the Voice of Islam Radio. Broadcasting on DAB and via the internet 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the second hour of the Drive Time Show today and it's 5.05 and you, it, we'll be talking regarding teen vaping in the second hour. Is teen vaping a has, um, health hazard? And we have callers, guest callers today who will be enlightening us regarding this very matter and as we know vaping has become such a massive trend in the past couple of years that they have um, increased um, in demand. However, um, 
as we know, the origin of e-cigarettes can be traced back almost a se- uh, about a century ago, from ads on buses to the branding plastered all over your local news agents. Vapes are suddenly everywhere, and although the explosive in demands is re- relatively recent, the origin can be traced back to about 100 years ago. In 1927, New Yorker Joseph Robinson filed a patent for a device called a mechanical button button um, ign- um, igni- ignition vaporizer. It was designed as a medical tool to enable people to inhale medical com- compounds, but o- although it's generally regards as the first electric va- va- vaporizer and never uh, it never really left the drawing board after that so we'll have shajil also joining us in a bit he had to do some work and that's why i have um opened up the show as the time was um as the second hour had started so what it's always a bit a bit weird speaking to you so uh, but that's why luckily i have on hold with me today um him, for the first guest he, he is Andrew Bush he's a professor of pediatrics and pediatrics imperial college where he also directs the imperial center for pediatrics and child health and a consultant pediatric chest physician Royal Brompton Hospital welcome Andrew to the show of drive time how are you thank you very much i'm very well thank you and i hope you are too Thank you. So I was uh, my my with my co-host had to do some work suddenly. He will be back joining us, and I was I don't know how to open up today. So my first question to you is: What substances is more harmful, smoking or vaping, and why? So this is a very good question. Yes. <clears throat> the acute use of vaping mm-hmm. is more damaging than the acute use of tobacco. Okay. So if you smoke a cigarette. and you're not used to it you okay. might vomit but no worse e-cigarettes can cause acute lung injury bad enough to put you into intensive care okay now that's rare but it happens and people have died of acute e-cigarette use okay in the long term we don't know enough about e-cigarettes because they haven't been around long enough but if they're more unsafe acutely Okay. How can anybody think they are safer in the long term? Okay, you know, um, Andrew. Also, you know, we have um, some something called a hookah, a shisha, and all these. Are they all the same as a e-cigarette, or are they just flavors with some vape coming out? So there can be no question that inhaling hot chemicals into your lung is a bad idea. Okay. There are literally thousands of chemicals in e-cigarettes. Okay. I am not familiar so much with some of the other devices used to use with these liquids, but it is dangerous to inhale hot chemicals into a delicate structure like the lung. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you Andrew. And you know, um what is the process in which vaping affects the lungs and the respiratory system? So there are many processes. They are irritants, they suppress the body's immune system, they cause inflammation, and we are still learning more things about what can be done. And remember, mm-hmm. we've only just scratched the surface. There are thousands of different liquids, mm-hmm. and we just don't know what is what all of them can do. 
Okay, um, sorry, Andrew. Just I wanted to also ask. You know, there are different maids of e-cigarettes. Also, some are which are made in the UK or England. Some are which are um, outsourced from different and different countries and which are cheaper. Do they both have the same effect um, through um, to your lungs, or those which have been outsourced from some other cheaper country, and uh, which sorry, which are cheaper made, uh, they have a more a, a more impact on your lungs. Very difficult to say because mm-hmm. it's a it's a closed industry <clears throat> that people don't advertise. I would just say don't take chances. Really, don't take chances. <clears throat> Our lungs were not created to have chemicals inhaled into them, mm-hmm. and wherever they come from, I would be worried. And the less regulated the area they come from, the more I would be worried. Okay. So, as a parent or a guardian, what symptoms um, symptoms can we look out? For? For when um, identifying um, if our child or teen is vaping, that's a really important thing the listeners want to know today. Absolutely. So if your child starts to develop respiratory symptoms that are unexpected, okay. a teenager who has suddenly said he's got asthma when he's never had trouble before, mm-hmm. of course I would not want parents listening to this to blame their child for vaping if they catch a cold and cough. But if you notice unexplained respiratory symptoms, cough, wheeze, breathlessness, chest pain, feeling generally unwell, mm-hmm. I would be worried. Okay, thank you so much, Andrew. You know, thank you, first of all, for coming on today. I, I know you have a, a busy schedule today also, and I hope, I'm hope i hopeful and pray that the parents and even the children today have learned something new from you. Thank you very much for ha- having me. It's a great pleasure and good luck with your campaign. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. You too. So, this this was Andrew Bush who came to tell us regarding um, vape and what uh, um, effects of vaping have on your respiratory system. And we also welcome back Shaji to the Drive Time Show. Welcome back. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, you know, uh, just listening to what uh, what Andrew what Andrew was saying as well. I think it's very very important as well to actually uh, identify these different things. If you know, if you, it doesn't just have to be your, you know, your your son or your daughter. Yes, you can even do that. You can even spot sort of differences in anyone. You know, mm-hmm. your your friends, your family members, and you know, if if you just think that you know they, they were all right, you know, a couple of years ago, all of a sudden something, you know, they 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 they're wheezing, they're coughing a little bit more, you know, they they're showing different signs and symptoms, then it can be. It doesn't always have to be, but it can be a a, a sign of uh, of of uh, you know of 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 some of you know maybe they're misusing some substances, maybe yes. they're vaping, or maybe it's using normal cigarettes as well. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know they they you know they they are also as harmful as normal cigarettes as well. It's yes. not it's not just you know just because it's a it's an e-cigarette or just because it's vaping or something else. Um, it's still, you know, it's still really harmful. It's still really harmful for the lungs, for the respiratory system. And yes, even Andrew mentioned with uh, smoking, mm. we, um, what the worst is you start vomiting. Mm. But with e-cigarettes, you, they have different chemicals who who affect your lungs at the same time. So for the audience, why are we talking about tea and vaping today? And ha- health has it the global market for vapes has grown majorly over the last decade is is now estimated to be worth around 20 billion a year Mm. a drastic increase from just over 2.5 million in 2016 Mm. despite the fact that selling e-cigarettes or vapes to children 
is illegal in the UK, a survey done by the NHS Digital suggests that one in five 15-year-olds were using vapes in 2021 and this number is rising. This is very concerning also Mm. where 15-year-old children are being introduced to such trends Mm. that um, they have followed from um, I don't say Instagram, sorry, uh, uh, social media platforms mm. where you see, you know, people um, sm- uh, smoking those plants and making those bubbles and different kinds of um, acts with it. And youngsters are being, what's it called? Um, influenced. Uh, influenced and, yeah. and they're more ris- uh, at risk because they're still developing at that time. The brain is still developing. The um, growth is still developing. And these chemicals which, with the, which they are injecting in their cells, in the bodies, they will have a major impact in the life and even on the body also hmm. and these things are very important to actually look at as well yes um, because you know as as we mentioned that it's not just uh, whether it's you know whether it's smoking tobacco or e-cigarettes both have you know known effects on the on the smoker's health now in Islam it is believed that we should not consume things which are bad for our health yes uh, not just bad for our health but bad for uh, uh, you know, it could be physically, it could be mentally, it could be spiritually as well. Yes, uh, and I have some yeah. obviously some incidents also which I will relate after um, uh, throughout the show also. Mm, exactly, exactly, which are going to be qu- quite interesting as well. Yes. Now, just to give what the Islamic uh, teaching is uh, from from the core, Islam uh, states uh, in the in the Holy Quran, Allah the Almighty states in the Holy Quran in chapter two, verse one hundred and ninety-six. And spend for the cause of Allah and cast not yourselves into ruin with your own hands and do not and do good. Surely Allah loves those who do good. Meaning that you should not waste your money on things which may harm you. And you should certainly not take anything um, that you know that, that that can cause you to get ill or get ill effects or you know maybe be harmful for you as well you know yesterday i was with uh, at my cousin's house mm. and he asked me what, what i was doing tomorrow i was like okay i have radio show tomorrow and now we're talking about vaping and stuff vaping, and, yeah. and a debate um discussion started happening at, at that very point but my auntie came in where the debate was still happening my auntie said it's a beautiful word um uh, in simple words said anything which you use um excessively is bad for you mm. Anything it doesn't matter what it is. So we, because we can't um, um, say that vaping is haram or smoking is haram, right? But anything which uh, causes a effect on you, that's that shouldn't be allowed at all mm. for yourself. And uh, you, Allah has given you that brain, that knowledge, and that sense that you should st- uh, even in the package, right? It says um, smoke is smoking inju- kills, smoking yeah. kills, injurious to health, and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. It's, it's in front of you, but we ignore those warnings. And we even when, when when the companies used to be you know very beautiful, the packaged even the, even that time we were saying smoking kills, but now they have the packaging has been changed because of government le- les- um, um, legislation and yeah. stuff. And you see some lung which is uh, darker from inside, or some heart, or some yeah. weird pictures. Uh, well, but we ignore them, mm-hmm. and we say okay, it's fine. But yeah. even though the results are in front of you, the pictures are in front of you, you still ignore it. Sometimes it, it is it is like that. It's it's a you know it's a it's a psychological uh, thing as well. Um, but but also when we talk about when we talk about vaping, yes. some people may not actually know what what vaping actually is. So a vape or electronic cigarette is a device which heats up liquid 
to create a vapor, which is uh, which is actually then inhaled mm-hmm. know, as a, as, a cig- as a cigarette, and this vapor can be infused with, you know, it's interesting. It can be infused with nicotine. It can be infused with marijuana, or other drugs as well. Yes. So you know you can in you know depending on what the vape actually is, it, you can in you can inhale, you know, virtually anything, um, which is compatible with this. Now, vaping was originally meant to help those who were trying to stop smoking and quit smoking as well. So this was actually used for those people who were thinking about quitting smoking, and then they were they were got, you know they they were introduced to vaping, and then you know they uh, they were sort of uh, uh, this was actually a, a a a way in which they can actually quit smoking for good as well. Many vapes are designed to contain one third to a half of the nicotine, which is actually found in cigarettes. But despite this, vaping still possesses many health and safety risks and uh, disadvantages as well, especially for the youth and the adolescents. As as you mentioned, they are yes. developing; mm-hmm. they're still growing. And if they if they do this, then it's going to be it's going to be very harmful for them as well. Now, people people often you know people use vaping instead of smoking, thinking that it's better, in a sense that it apparently does not pose any health you know health risks as, as cigarettes as well. Mm-hmm. But this is not the case. It, it's still you know. It still has its its effects, its negative effects, and in Islam, anything which poses any sort of any potential risk or any threat to your health, that should not be consumed. As you know, Allah the Almighty states in the states in the Holy Quran, "Do not kill yourselves," and that's from chapter four, verse thirty. And to and to back this up, as mentioned earlier, He also says that do not throw yourselves uh, with your own hands into destruction. Chapter two, verse one hundred and ninety-six. And nowadays, many people, you know, try, yes. try use e-cigarettes mm-hmm. or other types of vape pens. Um, but often, you know, but 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 even these are wrong as well. Yes. Some some use fruit smoke pens, and they they add sort of flavor, <laughs> flavors onto it, fla- flavor onto <laughs> it as well. Um, and they think that you know it, we're just smoking the the the, the flavor. Yeah. We're just getting the flavor out of it as well. But this is also wrong. Now, if somebody has uh, has said, or you know, specifically, if a prophet have said that this is this should not be uh, taken, it should not be uh, done, then it should not be done. We shouldn't sort yes. of try to find any loopholes you around know, try, it. Uh, around it, say you know, no, 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 this is what he meant, or that 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 is what he meant. But this is allowed, and that is allowed. But this is not allowed. And, yes, mean, th- you know, doing these kind of things as us. That's that's not allowed. I mean, there's a very there's a word which actually describes this sort of thing, and that is love. Now, in the in the Holy Quran, Allah the Almighty mentions that those people who believe, those people who are the the successful people, they are those. And one category which Allah the Almighty mentions that they stay away from these vain things. Love yes. means vain. Anything mm-hmm. which is vain, it doesn't give you any benefit. It doesn't give you. Uh, in fact, it causes you causes you harm. Okay, and if you do, if you indulge in these things, then it will just lead to other things as well. Yes. You know, what's you know, if 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 a young adolescent, if a young person says that okay, I'm just gonna vote, I'm just gonna vape, and then he vapes and he says, you know, this is this is too weak for me now. Yes, I'm gonna turn it up a notch. He's gonna go to cigarettes. Yes, from cigarettes, he's gonna say, okay, you know what, this is nothing for me now. I'm gonna turn it up a notch. I'm gonna smoke. I'm gonna smoke weed. I'm gonna smoke marijuana. He goes up and on, and he goes goes on and on as well. Smokes you know, crack. regarding you just mentioned cigarettes and yeah. 
I was listening to the um, um, to Hazrat Khalifa Masih Khamis. A child um, asked him. The fifth Caliph. Fifth Caliph. Yeah. Um, he um, a child asked him regarding cigarettes. Right. And what um, what Hazrat said regarding this, it was it was it is not a sin, but it, 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 as it is not forbidden, it's not haram. It's not. It's not it's classified. It's as not classified as hmm. haram hmm. During, during the time of the Holy Prophet Sallallahu But likewise, the, Holy, the Promised Messiah Alayhi said regarding this, if it was available during the time of the Holy Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, then it will be as class. It will be classified as haram or forbidden. Hmm. So because smoking it destroys your lungs, right? And even if you know the package it says um, it's harmful to hmm. you. Hmm. So you should refrain from it. So anything which you, which harms you, uh, as in the Holy Quran, is such a beautiful thing. In chapter two, um, verse one hundred and ninety-five, do not throw yourself with your own hands into destruction. Hmm. So this is destruction for you. Yeah. This is destruction and you're for us. Doing it with your hands, and we're actually <laughs> doing it with our own hands. It's actually, it, it, couldn't be any more clear cut. It could it? be more clear cut than this. Yeah. Even though we can use it for other metaphors, also okay, etc. Et but Obviously, it's of course. there. It says, "Do not destroy. Uh, don't destroy yourself with your own hands." Hmm. In simple words, you use it. You, you, you light up a cigarette. You put it in your hand. You put it in, uh, in, in your mouth, and you s- inhale the smoke, hmm. and which is just, uh, which is destructing your lungs and your respiratory system also at the same time, which causes long-term illnesses. And we know. Uh, I, I, sorry, you know I know some people who had this um, a problem also. Yeah, because they, they were smoking. But sometimes some people say it's fine. They've been smoking for the past thirty, forty years, but and they say I, I don't have an issue with it. Mm. But it's not about having the issue, but what's happening inside you—that's mm. the main concern. You can't always, you can't see what's you know what's happening inside you as well. You yeah. can't, it's not you know. You don't, don't judge a book by its cover. First, read it, right? <laughs> Check inside what's happening inside your body also. So that's what, that's the main thing I want to get out to teenagers, the youngsters, that vaping. Mm. It might be a trend. It might be looking cool. Uh, it might be peer pressure. Whatever you. It was hmm. you. T- um, you got hooked up onto it. I know because the, in in in, our school, in in when I was in school and there there were corners we you knew where, where the youngsters went for smoking. Hmm. You know that that's a smoking corner there, and people turned blind eyes to that also. Hmm. And young the students didn't tell anyone because they don't want to be the word is called you know a a snake a, a yeah. snitch. They don't want to snitch on anyone. It's, yeah, they don't want to snitch on anyone because even though the st- students knew that that's the corner. Where it's happening, they want to. They don't want to be the snitches that uh, was called. Tell or see teachers. Mm. Okay, this is happening in that corner there. They don't want to be the knocks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but the thing is, they're putting them themselves into harm's way themselves. So it's better to t- uh, um, help them out instead of letting them um, uh, go down a dark and alley, dark alley, which will lead towards other vices also. Mm. That's why it's always best to stop it as its um, roots. Instead of making it go into something else, so any youngsters listening today, today, the parents, the youngsters, the children, I always um, I, that's the one thing I want to um, I want to t- uh, I want you guys to take away is that it's it's not about halal, um, halal it's about being halal or haram or being forbidden. It's about um, what's it called uh, saving yourself from get, getting into harm's way and saving your body for becoming. Um, to becoming destructive from inside mm. and having long-term illnesses. This is the one main thing I want um, everyone to take away today from this is. You know, it's uh, it sort of links to what we were talking about before as well, how the cost of living is, is going up as yes. well. And the amount of money which, you know, some someone 
if they if they are a smoker, if they, if they do smoke, yes, or if they vape or whatever you want to call it, the the amount of money that actually goes into this, if you talk, if you if you add it up for a whole year, that that can be quite a large number, and that same money, if 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 saved or if used in things that you actually needed, yes, right, if they could be spent on that, then people's lives will be very very much different. Now, this you know a packet of uh, a cigarette. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't know how much it costs. Maybe it costs about five, seven pounds. It depends how or what deck you get, right? If you yes. get ten deck or twenty deck or whatever. But let's say let's just say ten pounds. Mm-hmm. And then if you you know some people smoke quite a lot. Some yes. people can smoke twenty deck in you know in in two days. Some people can some people smoke it in five days or ten days. But still, the more you smoke, the more addicted you get to it. Yes. And then the more addicted you get to it, the more you will need it. And then you, if you if it finishes, you're gonna you're gonna want to buy the next one. You're gonna want to buy the next pack, yes. the next flavor. You're gonna want to buy the next thing. So it's a continuous thing, which is difficult to get out of. And the amount of money which you waste in this one, it's uh, you know it's. I mean, I mean, it's a, it's a negative, isn't it? You know, one it's beat- harmful. The one beautiful thing was which the fourth caliph, Hazrat Khalifa Musiyarabi Rahmatullahi has said, hmm. where he was asked this question. Uh, by I think a child hmm. and they asked him um, um, Hazur are we allowed to smoke um, are, are you allowed to smoke um, d- while you're fasting hmm. and <laughs> obviously <laughs> laughter came around yeah. but Hazur's beautiful words were this that he said it is uh, what's called, fasting is the best way to get rid of this habit hmm. okay, it, that's um, true so that's in, true. in this small um, line that means no, you can't smoke while you're fasting. And fasting is a second way to and best way. Get rid of this vice. Get, as rid, well. of, uh, get rid of this wives, vice. Mm. Sorry. Yeah, and you know it. It is. It is something which uh, you know which, which so- sometimes is not spoken uh, uh, that much about in 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 some households, or sometimes yes. a taboo topic. Sometimes people don't want to speak about this, or parents don't want to talk about this with their with their children. Yes, but. Sometimes they they find out that the the child is smoking or vaping or, or or using drugs or whatever, and then it becomes a little bit too late. But there's always there's always a reason why people resort to these things. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be it could be various things, and you mentioned this as well before that. It, sometimes it could be peer pressure. Yes. Sometimes it could be because you know I want to fit in with my friends. Sometimes it could just be that you know everyone else is doing it. Fine, I I don't have sort of have peer pressure to do it, but I just want to. Try it out, right? I just want to see how it is. Sometimes people are forced to do it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people resort to these things to relieve stress. Yes. And sometimes, you know, that's why I mentioned. Sometimes people do it just to alleviate their problems or get away from the world for just that little ten minutes or whatever it may be, five ten minutes. They want to feel easy, mm-hmm. and so there's always reasons why people resort to these different things and okay. why people become adi- when when they when they do it, then you know, mo- most of the time they continue doing it and then they become addicted. Mm-hmm. And then once you become addicted, that's it. It's, it's, it's a very difficult, um, it's a difficult sort of uh, stance to actually come out of. Um, and we mentioned what the, you know, what the Holy Quran says about this as well. The Holy Quran mentions another very beautiful, um, gives us a very beautiful commandment. And Allah the Almighty mentions that you shouldn't, do not follow the footsteps of Satan. Yes. Now, this means that, you know, sometimes it's that little thing that you do. Mm-hmm. And when those little things pile up, 
then they turn into that big vice. Mm-hmm. As I mentioned, a lot of the times, smoking is a, is a gateway. Smoking is a gateway to other sort of, you know, to, to drugs as well. Okay. As I mentioned before that sometimes someone may be, may be vaping and they, think, and they think, okay, I'm used to this now. This is nothing for me. I'm going to turn it up a notch. I'm going to go into cigarettes and then he starts smoking cigarettes. And there will come a time where this will be nothing for him or her. And then they will resort to drugs, yes. smoke marijuana or whatever it may be. And then it will, it will always go up. Yes. This is why Allah the Almighty mentions that don't follow, don't follow the footsteps of Satan because one foot will lead to the other foot. And mm. then when you follow the footsteps, that's, that's it, isn't it? So this is why nipping something in the bud is very, is very important. Um, let's, uh, let's, speak to, let's speak to our next guest who is on the line with us, Santa Robertson, who is a, a BA in Educational Studies. Peace be upon you. Good afternoon. Uh, welcome to the show, Santa. Thank you. Thank you so much for, for joining us. Um, to begin with, in what ways does vaping affect uh, educational learning? I think vaping affects children in many different ways. Because sometimes it harm their, they do bad to their lungs and to their, their, their brains. Mm. And it makes them feel... Some get high on it and some don't, but some of them reacted differently to it as well. And they also have a tendency to to fall under wrong influence when they smoke things like that mm. and because it's not good for them. So I want to know how does it enhance them to do better and how can they motivate themselves to get out of it? So... Just sort of, you know, coming on, to, coming on to what we uh, what we were talking about. Uh, I mean, just right now as well. Some there are institutions as well which uh, which improve the learning of uh, of this to- of you know of vaping and other things as well. What more should institutions do to improve the learning of uh, you know of of topics such as you know vaping in schools and. Um, other things as well, such as cigarettes and, and drugs use as well? Well, I think what we should do is like have like a little conference with young children to teach them about, about the dangers of smoking and vaping and how it will affect them in, the, in their future if they don't stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, um, some of them just need guidance to help them through what they're going through. Some just do it because they have no one to speak to and that is the only thing that they can turn to. Hmm. Exactly, exactly. Now, aside from uh, institutions, what roles do, you know, should parents and also teachers as well play in ensuring the safety of, uh, of their students regarding, uh, regarding this? Well, all well, for, for parents, some parents are children themselves. So they can't really motivate their children if they're children themselves. Mm-hmm. And also, if they smoke as well, mm-hmm. they're not going to guide them in the right direction. So they need someone that can guide them and help them. Okay. Yeah. And uh, what, about, uh, what about teachers? And about the teachers, yeah. teachers can only do so much. 
they could only guide them in the right direction by talking to them and enhance them about the dangers of it. But they can't really influence them and to stop or anything like that. They would want to stop for themselves. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Very interesting. Santa Robertson, thank you so much for joining us uh, on our show today. It was, a, it was very interesting uh, speaking to you, getting your thoughts uh, as well uh, this afternoon. Thank you so much once again. Have a lovely day. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. So this so, is, yeah. sorry, this is Santa Robinson. She was traveling also at this time mm. and is really, and thank you to her for taking out such uh, time for us today and is for our listeners also and mm. explaining something regarding children about weight pain. You know, and yeah, as you, as you were mentioning um, that you know, it's uh, also the, of course, it's, it's the responsibility of the of the parents. Yes. But as Santa was men- <laughs> mentioning as well, that if the parents themselves are in, in invo- involved in this, into this, uh, if they themselves are are, are smoking, uh, you know, sometimes in uh, in the Middle Eastern culture or the Pakistani sort of Indian culture, mm-hmm. they have uh, a hookah, isn't it? Hookah yes. or shisha. And then, you know, if they also smoking this, how are they going to stop their children from, from doing this as well? Isn't They're it? not regarding hookah, right? Yeah. There is about quitting hookah, especially. Um, yeah. At one second. Yes, no. So now so I, I could have heard my voice double. That's like, okay, what's happening here? <laughs> so regarding this, you know, um, Mia Fazalis, um, who who went to see um, the Promised Messiah in Jalandhar, Mm. And there were many peop- people there from Kapurthala, it's a, it's a town in India. Mm. And Mia Fez, um, he was also, uh, Fiaz, he was o- also there. And what happened was uh, the topic came up of hookah and the Prophet uh, um, discouraged, uh, discouraged, discouraged it with emphasis. And when the Prophet finished his speech and he asked him regarding this, that I am addicted Though I think the word is right here, with hookah, mm. and it's really difficult for me to leave it. Mm. And if, and he said, if the Prophet Muhammad Islam prays for me, then I might be able to leave it, right? Mm. And what happened was at that very instant, the Prophet said, "Okay, we all will pray for you together at this at this very point." So they all prayed, and the every, the audience there, and they said, um, "Amen, Amen," mm. and loudly and. It mm. was such a joyful moment and uh, he thought, okay, something will happen. Mm. And that very night he saw a dream um, where a hookah was placed in front of him and uh, what he saw is that uh, he wanted to smoke but the pipe, the she, a hookah pipe, right, no. turned into a, um, a snake. Right. And what happens is that, that he was st- his heart was struck by all about this and he killed that very snake. Mm. And from that very point, he started hating hookah mm. because he killed that um, um, desire in his dream. Um, Allah the Almighty helped him out also mm. with this and he started hating hookah. Even though he was addicted to it, he started hating it. Similarly, there's another incident about Ghulam uh, Rasul Rajiki Sahib. Yeah. Um, he was a companion, companion isn't he? Also, uh, who was also a companion of the, of the Prophet that he said most of our family members had a habit of smoking hookah. Mm. So, when he was um, um, also, he also indulged from this bad habit. He was also, but as um, <laughs> she, um, just she, um, Santa, she, she just also men- mm. mentioned, if your parents are into this, you're it's also, difficult to, it's really uh, difficult, yeah. right? So, these two uh, incidents are, okay, riding hookah and this, came up in uh, uh, when I was researching also and I think this was, this was the perfect time to add them in mm. so then he also suffered uh, suffered from this bad habit 
um, 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 in the company of his um, relatives once he was engaged in studying the book of the Prophet Messiah Islam, right? Right. And he felt the urge of smoking the hookah. And but what he, he, he the idea he had is was if I'm focusing um, on hookah right now, it is it, in such a um, detestable like a hate um, a bad act, right? Compared to the studying of the holy words, hmm. the Prophet has written. If I indulge now into this very point into hookah and not study the words of the Prophet that is the, like my wife taking over me mm. like the bad habits which within me they are taking over me yeah so what he says I stopped myself in indulging in this vice after that I saw the um, promised Messiah in a dream that a person was seeking a fatwa a fatwa is a um, it's an edict edict yeah. Yeah. from the promised Messiah regarding the consumption of hookah mm. and what what um, then he he said this um, some w- in words in Arabic and which means smoking hookah is a bad is really bad and you should leave it. So after that, Allah the Almighty helped him free from such a bad habit forever. And praise be to Allah the Almighty. So this was Ghulam, Ghulam Rasul Rajiki, who was a companion of the Prophet Messiah That he also he when he was able to hold and and. Indulge in this um, bad act or vice or something which is, is destructing yourself from inside. Mm. And while he was studying the book of the Prophet, he said, Okay, if I'm doing this I r- and indulge myself into that vice, wh- what's t- um, taking me over? Satan. So do not follow the um, steps of Satan, right? As you mm. mentioned before. Yeah. So he stopped himself, and in, the, in, the ver- in that very night, Allah the Almighty also helped him out. Mm-hmm. That okay, this wise you stop yourself from it, and I hope you are also. That that's the one thing what Allah says. If you call me, I will listen to you. So, but the first thing is you have to take the first step towards Him. Yeah, that's, if you take the first step one. towards Allah, Allah will take two steps. If you walk to Him, He will run to you. Mm. It's but it's initially it's it's, it's you asking for Him. Exactly. It's, it's and so beautiful mentioned in the Holy Quran also, in Surah Al Baqarah chapter two, that if um. If you ask for my help, I will um, I will help you out in, in my words. I'm saying this. Hmm. So if you should, but the first the thing is we have to call out for to Allah the Almighty for help, and He will help you out in such a beautiful way. And these things, uh, you know, these incidents which you have mentioned. Yes. Someone might say that you know this was such a long time ago. How how can how can we practically do this? But the thing is, is that it wasn't that long time ago. This yes. was a time where. You know, where in in the subcontinent in India, there were so many of these uh, of these things prevalent. A lot of the people on every street, you know, people used to uh, people used to smoke hookah. People used to, uh, you know, indulge in in drugs as well. Dr- yes. Drugs, drug abuse, substance abuse, even alcohol was very prevalent. Uh, you know, uh, you know, in especially in the big cities over there. Yes, but there were people who. So you know they they may be they may be used to be indulged in this, but then mm-hmm. when they found out that you know this is uh, this is wrong, this is the vice, we shouldn't be doing this, and then just like you mentioned, they made the first step. Then, yes. Allah, and they, you know, if you make that first step, and if you try your best, that you know, if you ha- if you have this urge within yourself that you know I'm going to make this change within me, then Allah the Almighty He gives you that strength as well, yes. and this is similar similar to the example. Of the companions of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, as well. That in you know when uh, uh, you know in the, in the time of uh, of Islam or in the beginning of Islam as well, 
the holy prophet peace and blessings of Allah be upon him the we have to remember that all the commandments right all the whole holy quran wasn't just revealed like that right it yes. wasn't just revealed in one go it was revealed you know in those 23 23 years 13 years in mecca and then the 10 years in medina yes now the holy quran was revealed in 23 years now this means that the commandments revealed gradually as well yes. so in the beginning the prohibition to 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 uh, to drink alcohol wasn't there yes it, you know it came very it came later on mm-hmm. so when this commandment actually was revealed and the holy prophet peace and blessings of allah be upon he told his companions and you know that this is the teaching those companions then went out onto the streets and then they they sort of made this announcement right that you know uh, drinking alcohol is 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 prohibited now when you know there's a very famous uh, example of of the companions may god be pleased with all of them mm-hmm. that when they heard about this announcement they they literally there and then they they broke all the barrels they broke all the barrels of the wine of where you know of where the wine was actually stored and then they said that you know let's uh, somebody said that you know let's let's confirm this before you know before actually breaking the breaking the barrels but then the companions also said that you know we've heard this we've heard you know a a, a person actually uh, making this announcement let's just break the let's break the barrels now let's go and confirm as well mm-hmm. um so they broke the barrels first and then they went to confirm and then they they found out that yes this is actually a teaching of uh, of Islam as well and this just shows us that in those days you know it should be it's not this is not an easy thing yes. in those days those people used to drink alcohol they used to have parties sometimes they used to have five times a day they used to have a party five times a day just to drink alcohol yes and then so it was it was part and parcel of their life mm-hmm. it, to to be drunk to be to be to drink alcohol was a, was was a, was a norm it wasn't considered a vice it wasn't considered bad but then when they found when they were indulged in this when they, but the, when they found when they accepted islam when they found out that this is prohibited in islam there and then they broke all the barrels there and then they actually said that you know we want to make this change within mm-hmm. us we want to please our god we want the holy prophet of islam so peace and blessings of allah be upon him to be pleased with us as well because we are his companions and then they that's why they took this first step and then they had this urge as well this is why allah the almighty gave them that strength so that they can you know uphold this uh, this companionship uh, uh, as well okay wow so even you know um hazrat um, khalifa masih khamis the fifth caliph hmm. and he gave comprehensive instructions to the youth about developing noble noble character and hmm. self control and he said further there are many other vices and ills that are spending immorality in today's society and sadly they are increasing by the day for example the misuse of the internet and social media is becoming increasingly common mm. and this includes inappropriate chatting with between boys and girls online similarly the internet is being used to watch indecent immoral films including pornography the smoking mm. of cigarettes <coughs> or the use of shisha are also examples of vice mm. vices that are sp- Spread that, that that are being sp- uh, spreading. Furthermore, even the permissible things can cause harm if they are misused. One example um, of this is where a person stays awake late into the night watching television or surfing the internet and then fails to wake up fajr in the morning. So this was one thing. Um, one another thing was, was which was was saying that there are vices out there which are 
good for, uh, w- 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 which if, if you don't overuse them, that's still good. Like for example, surfing internet, right? Mm. You can use for uh, ed- education purposes. You can use for entertainment. You, c- you can use people any other thing. But if you overuse it or at the wrong time, mm. it's also a vice for you. Yeah. So smoking or e-cigarettes, we cannot say they're forbidden. But these are vices which are distracting you from inside. So exactly. we should stay away from these kind of um, e-cigarettes or vapes or whatever you want to call them, um, pens, t-shirt pens. Whatever it is, isn't it? Or flavored pens, right? Even when I was, I think, year 11, I think they, they started booming a lot at that time. Or Yes, year 11, I was in my third year of university, mm. uh, uh, where th- that time they started booming. And I saw everyone just grabbing onto those and they were being sold in uh, in corner shops they were mm. being sh- sold on the streets by youngsters that had, you yeah. know, I have uh, I have a say uh, have a pen you want some, you want you want one you want one yeah I was like okay relax <laughs> I don't need <laughs> one but like, <laughs> you can tell it to someone else but I don't need it yeah. even when I went to um, New York um, um, a couple of months back there was a whole um, shop there uh, which, which which was called Weed, weed Something mm. and they were selling weed inside it. Mm. It's, like, it's just open now. And yeah, these so, I mean, vices... Some, some states, some states, it's legal, isn't it? It's to, legal to, now to over there. And, and they, had, they, had, they, had, they had a whole shop open there. You can come and smoke. I think, mm. okay, wow. So leading on to this, we could come back to um, what's it called um, our topic, vaping again. And what... It is, um, how does nicotine affect mental health? Youth may turn to vaping to try to deal with stress and or anxiety, creating a cycle of nicotine dependence. But nicotine addiction can be a source of stress. Mm. Most common reason, U.S. middle and high school students um, give for trying an e-cigarette is um, a friend used them. Mm. You know? Oh yeah, my friend was using my friend it. Was using my, it yeah. my my friend was using it. My friend was using it, and it's like it's like okay, over and over because the same thing. You know, like students when when they haven't done the homework. Oh, my dog ate it. Oh, oh yeah, I forgot it. I've done it. I forgot it. Hmm. It's like oh, my friend friend was using it. So yeah, I was like okay, I'll try it also. Hmm. Even though it's it's harmful to you, why don't indulge into harmful stuff? Anyways, if you you know a, a best example, everyone gives that like, when you, even in school or even university yeah. imagine he uh, your friend jumps off a cliff would you jump behind him mm. so he's like no so exactly the same thing here if he's vaping would you be just and he's destroying his lungs would you, would you rather be a true friend and help him out and say okay this is bad try to avoid this and or be like a a common like a commoner or someone don't you know? be a sheep isn't it yeah, don't just, just follow, follow someone. Don't, that's just follow. That's, don't be a follower and just be like okay I, 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 you've done it. I'll do it also. Hmm. So always not edu- educate yourself. That's a good uh, thing. Even um, we had with our caller, um, Santa. She, she, they do this work with students, teachers, and educate. Education. That's the key thing to the hmm. youngsters. There are many tra- trends out there. They, they follow uh, youngsters, especially follow any trend. Mostly nowadays, especially hmm. we had the ice bucket challenge. We had. Uh, you can name the yeah, yeah, ice bucket challenge. You have yeah. those, uh, those different um, what's called um, dance videos they used to make. Also, like different variants of it. Mm. You had so much out there that when someone started, uh, you know, showing off um, their tricks on uh, on social media with raping and what you can do with it, and you make some bubbles with it, mm. and you make some circles, some donut style circles, yeah, hoops, and, yeah. Uh, hoops, <laughs> and you're like, oh wow, and that's the, that's the thing that I was attracting young people that they, they also want to try this and get into this 
You know, it's a good thing that you mentioned uh, social media as well because a, a, a vice can be hidden. Yes. If it's you know if it's not if it if it doesn't gain any sort of attention publicity. Mm-hmm. Now, if you know some just like you mentioned, trends spread because of because of uh, social media as well, and this goes back to what we were mentioning before that any anything which is used in excess, right? Anything which is used more than it should be can be harmful, can be bad. Mm-hmm. And if something is bad and somebody somebody records himself doing this bad thing, let's just say, um, let's just say for example, if it's vaping, right? And uh, they, they, they're vaping, they're making these hoops or making these other designs or whatever, mm-hmm. and then they're posting it on social media and it, gets, it goes viral. That obviously, just like you mentioned, people around the world, they're going to be influenced. Mm-hmm. They're going to be, okay, this person is doing it. They go, oh, they got so many likes. They got so many views. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do this as well. Yeah. I, I want I want to try this as well. Oh, my friend's doing it. I want to do this as well. And then because of social media, it just gets, it becomes a norm. It doesn't, it's not deemed as bad anymore. Something which could be classified as a bad thing, something which is, which could be classified as, as a vice, as a, as a, as a, as in, uh, you know, something which is harmful. Just because a lot of people are doing it, it loses that sense of 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 it being bad, mm-hmm. and this is why and how it becomes a normal thing, and this is why this is how trends sort of spread uh, uh, as well and become you know get that sort of traction, and because of this use of social media, because there's so many different trends out there, people especially the youngsters they just want to follow the trend, they just yes. want to be part of the trend, mm-hmm. and that's why they do these things as well. Yes, you know even the promised Messiah. Islam commended um, on the topic of keeping um, healthy on one's spiritual health especially mm. and, he's, and he said our physical figure is manifestly related to our humanity the relationship of the of body and soul is such that one cannot explain it easily carefully observation careful observation shows that the body is mother to the soul mm. as that's mentioned in the philosophy of the teachings of Islam uh, on, on page 21 and we, we we can see from this you know that, that the body is the mother to your soul if your body is being destructed from inside already right and how will your soul be functioning at the same time and you know when I was also doing my own research regarding what, what addiction is regarding vaping and stuff the main thing is, is it's they, they all link together smoking hookah shisha you can't just say no. Okay, we we were talking about vaping itself, and that's 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 not good for your health. But you have smoking. You have all these different kinds of um, vices out there also, which you try to um, if you um, try to finish them from your life. That'll be, that'll be the best word I think to use here. So, what um, the second caliph mm. of the Ahmadi Muslim community has a Mirza Bashiruddin Mahmoud Anhu has said was and is also mentioned in, in Way of the Seekers, and uh, and he said an addiction makes up his mind not to drink anymore. He knows all about drinking and not drinking, but when the party sits down to drink, he allows himself to join uh, and cannot resist the temptation. At the slightest call, he resolves not to drink. Is broken. Hmm. As mentioned uh, uh, in ways, way of, of the seekers on page forty, that if you if that's mentioned around drinking, when you stop yourself from drinking, it's like okay, I won't be drinking. But if you go into such a, uh, a gathering, and where everyone is drinking, and, and someone calls you, come and join hmm. us. Yeah, that's the 
pressure there at the moment. You, that's the thing where you have to say no. Uh, I made a commitment to myself. I won't be doing this wise. Exactly. But if you come into the pressure and you join them, that that's that, that's where you break break the commitment you made to yourself also. So uh, further on is mentioned, and a addiction becomes a blind imitator and also ceases to have a will of his own. One of the relatives of the um, the first caliph of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community was a chronic addict to intoxic um, into um, intoxications that, and was not even remotely interested in the duties of religion. Mm. In short, addiction to drugs kills initiatives. So if you're addicted to something, that kills your initiative to um, taking command about anything. Okay, I won't be doing this today. If you're using those drugs over and over again, that kills that motive in you. Okay, I'll, I have to... The, the stopping from such vices, that's broken there. And further on also is mentioned, let me tell you, as I have told you a number of times before, that smoking is a foul habit. Uh, another other uh, intoxicants are equally harmful. Mm. They should be given up once and for all. Certainly intoxications breed the habit of lying. I am not naming people who are um, addicted um, to despair, the embarrassments, but the fact remains that um, intoxicants mm. damage, uh, damage nerves. Therefore, do not become addicted to anyone, anything. Thank God I have an innate um, um was, I have such a hatred to towards such things um because um, um, in, in his in infancy he was given um opium during his illness um the um, the second caliph um during his illness for about six months but mother told his mother told him regarding this that once I, um, I missed a dose and there was not a slightest reaction whereupon the Prophet said and observed do not uh, administer um, to him any more that which God has delivered um, him from mm. so meaning that if if he's fine without it then no he shouldn't be taking those drugs at all mm. drugs when we speak of drugs the, the medical drugs right they are allowed for your well-being but you cannot overuse them also at the same time use them till you're fine if you're um, if you're fine and you're still using them that's that's wrong that, that's, that, that's what becomes that's, the, become, yeah. uh, that's an addictiveness there and if you, for example, if you need something to release um, some stress and the doctors um, have prescribed you something, take it to the amount which has been prescribed. Don't take it, um, okay, instead of just say if you said one dose one day per day and you take two doses per day, that that's harming your body straight there. So we sh it's not about just vaping or cigarettes or e-cigarettes or shisha, hookah, fear of flavored pens whatever it is whatever yeah. that is right you should not be using those to harm yourself as as i was mentioned in the chapter two do not put your hands into into destructions right hmm. just and it was such a beautiful thing I and mean, even we started off this show, um, show in the second hour hmm. and we said okay you take the cigarette in your own hand you, hmm. you you light it up you put it in your mouth and you de you're destroying yourself from inside out literally literally so these are the, some things we wanted to get across to you today also and we have about three minutes before the sh um, today's show comes to an end so i want to just you know, quickly wrap up and and talk about um overall regarding housing crisis um rental crisis and vape on um uh, as a whole subject so just uh, in the last three minutes um Shajili, if you have something to tell regarding 
both of those. I know I'm putting you on the spot, <laughs> but if you have something to say no, regarding what these we were two talking topics. about uh, before as well, that you know, it, 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 there are two different uh, topics that we spoke about today as well, but yes. they can, they can, as I mentioned before, they can be be linked as well because. Let's face it. the 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 cost of living is definitely on the rise. Is definitely going up, mm-hmm. and uh, and and because of this, we need to sort of make sure where we are spending our money. Yes. Uh, we need to make sure. Uh, you know, we spoke about this before, and you gave a good example as well. That we need to differentiate what our what our need is and what are the things that we want. If it's something that we need, then definitely you know then th- th- that has to be done. Yes. You need to spend money there. But if it's something that you want, and it's something that you don't really need, then you can sort of, you know, you know, just like you said, you ask your dad for a phone. He said, "Wait a little bit." Yes. And then, and then, you, when you, you know, now you realize that it's it's something that you can't, you, you shouldn't take it for granted. All of these things. So money being spent in the actual place is is important, and then that sort of comes on to comes on to this topic, mm-hmm. that if you're spending so much money on these things, you know, the, how much money do you think? That you can save if you didn't spend this money, and you not just save your money, you will have better health as well, and you will feel better. So mm-hmm. it will be better for you not just physically, but financially uh, and spiritually uh, as well. Perfect. Thank you so much, <laughs> Fajil. Before we come to the closing, and I want to thank all the guests: Ruth Jacob, Maliha Tariq, um, Andrew Bush, and Santa Robertson for joining us today and enlightening us with the w- words and uh, hopefully the listeners will uh, able to learn something new mm. regarding vaping and uh, also the rent crisis we are facing and also well. I wanted to thank our producers today who have be- have created such a beautiful script for us also today and Sabiha Tariq, Hani Mubarak and Rabita Khan for for uh, producing um, the scripts for us and yeah. ev- everything very, which, which, you know, which they have done today for us. Exactly. Very, very, you know, interesting. Interesting. Uh, and I was able to learn also, yeah. even uh, even while I'm presenting, I'm learning at the same time. And we're coming to the f- three seconds. So I will, I will say thank you so much uh, for joining us today. Assalamu alaikum wa